Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'm your host, Christopher, and I'm here with my friend, Luke. Hello there. Yes, we are back again doing this consecutively, hopefully, for another two. Yeah. Since we did The Witch and The Predator, and then, of course, Child's Play, then myself. So this this time, we're not reviewing your, the guest in your next, even though we said yep. we would. It'll probably Something be... Something always comes up when yes. we're about to review it. <laughs> It'll probably be The Witch scenario. It'll be, like, months <laughs> before we I talk about... Not. Before we talk about not. them. But uh, since Midsummer came out Friday, we actually sat down today and watched it. So let's get into the review for that film and talk about spoilers, but we'll do that later. So let's get into the review for Midsummer. Midsummer from 2019 was directed by, you of course know the name that I cannot pronounce, so go ahead. Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Yes, he has done Hereditary and then a film we just watched called The well, the Strange Case of the Johnson Family. The Strange Case of the Johnsons, a short film. Yes, it's on, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it has a very, very... <laughs> go in blind. Go in blind, let's just say. You're going to be surprised. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to try to keep this spoiler free for Midsummer since it just released Friday. So we're going to do somewhat of a bare bones kind of plot summary. Talk about the themes and how we overall felt about the movie. And then go into spoiler territory. But, you know, we'll split that up by segments. So, do you want to... So I guess explain the plot for Midsummer. Sure. Um, uh, Midsummer kind of starts off with a kind of a unhealthy relationship um, going on, and while that's kind of set up, there's a tragedy in our main character's yeah. life. Um, without spoilers, mm-hmm. and from there they decide to go on a vacation. One of the yeah, it's like a, a group of friends. Yeah, it, to go to a Swedish festival. One yeah. of their friends is from this community. Like, yeah, like almost a commune. Yeah, and the, they're throwing a festival, and he's wanting to take all of his friends. Some, most of which are anthropology the, majors, wanting to do a thesis on it, which like, comes into play. One super excited about that camera. So we can't really remember all the characters' names because some of them are kind of forgettable. The main female we follow is named Danny. The main male, which are they're together in a relationship, is named Christian. And then their one friend, Mark, who is played by the guy with the epic eyebrows. I don't know his real name. Uh, the one that was originally going to be Pennywise. Uh, if you don't know who we're talking about, he was in, I think, Maze Runner. I think Divergent. I. And no. if the main one is me, we are the Millers. He's a. Yeah. Uh, one weird kid but then there's a ton of weird kids in that movie but, anyways but yeah so they travel to a commune and they basically get take a bunch of drugs and a bunch of weird shit <laughs> yes um they they participate in taking some hallucinogens and this community is not what it seems oh, no. and you just learn more and more about it as it goes on and it's one of those things that's kind of bare bones, but I think the less you know going into this movie, the better, the yeah. more you'll enjoy it. Um, I personally, I didn't watch a single trailer before seeing this film because I was a big fan of Hereditary, um, so I wanted to go in as blind as possible. And I gotta say, if you can do that, boy, boy, is this trip, is yeah. it's a fun ride. Uh, me, of course, not seeing Hereditary, I mean, it kind of spoiled for me. I never yeah. really cared to watch it. Uh, since this is technically my first time actually interacting with, or not interacting, but, you know, kind of viewing the direct guy's work, uh, I do like it. They're, so, so, we're trying to keep the plot somewhat bare bones with it. There is a huge amount of drugs taken in this film uh, that do lead to some really neat effects. So, you kind of have to watch for that. But, I mean, these guys are pretty much uh, doing the devil's lettuce, <laughs> popping mushrooms, doing LSD, yeah. and it's just the visuals that you get from when they are on the drugs are completely trippy. They uh, the very much are. The best way I can describe this film is you... I mean, I don't advocate the use of drugs, but it would probably help you in viewing this film. Uh, <laughs> it'd make you lose your mind. it make you lose your mind. Um, this movie, from the visuals, you 
I guess, feel, because normally when they have people taking drugs, they're always, like, over-exaggerated. This movie, at one point, makes you feel like you're on drugs, even though you are not. Yeah. Just it, because of the visuals and how... It does it really well, and it doesn't do it in that, um... Over. Kinda, the overt way. Like, yeah. it's very subtle, um, a lot of the effects. You won't even uh, notice it if you're not paying attention, which is kind of the overall thing with this movie. Yeah. Is, uh, you really have to pay attention to this film uh, to enjoy it. Yeah, there's a lot of subtle cues. Um, a lot of red herrings. A lot of, I really love like how subtle and it didn't really insist upon itself with a lot of its things going on in it. Um, but you want to tell, say what you thought of the film? Um, yeah, since we're going to try to keep this a little bit bare bones, I know uh, you guys might be wondering why we're not talking a lot about it, but since it did just come out Friday, we're trying to keep it kind of closed, like, kind of tightly knit for this part until we get into the spoilers yeah, just because we yeah. don't want to ruin anything. Um, I will say this, though. Personally, in my opinion, this film is kind of closely to The Witch in the sense of it's going to be a love or hate. If you look on the reviews, people love it, people hate it. Kind of the same thing with The Witch. When we were actually leaving the movie theater, there I think we saw it with, like, what, ten people? Like, yeah, there was, like, like ten, ten or so people. Uh, a husband, I think it was a husband and wife. Or, yeah. Anyways, they were together, and the girl in their group hated this yeah. film when she was yeah. leaving. So, I mean, she kind of sighed with relief when it was over and kind of said something along the lines of, thank God it's over. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> she at one point during the film says, I can't stand this film. I think there was a couple other people that were kind of having the same thing. So it was kind of about half and half. Because there was a guy in our row, I think he was kind of excited when it was over, too. Yeah, the guy that was, like, right next to Yeah, me. right yeah. next to you, yeah. So, but, you know, right there out of ten, I think, maybe, like, five of us liked it, five of us hated it. Yeah. Kind of, almost, yeah. you could possibly say. So, yes, this, to me... Oh, uh, well, in this case, well, I'm trying to get my words together. Luke, you, of course, loved this film almost. Um, yeah, I um, I really loved it. Um, I think it was just, like, masterclass filmmaking right on the screen. <laughs> I thought the acting was stellar. Um, there was a couple gripes I had a little bit with the writing. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in spoilers. Right. But um, the effects, I mean, my God. Yeah, those effects. Um, um, the gore effects are well. The gore effects are something else. Um, I haven't really seen gore like that in a while in a film, and it just, it looks really good. And again, a lot of the effects, it's very matter-of-factly. It's not yeah. glammed up, it's just there. Um, and then the longer you look at something, there's more to it, and then you're just like, the, the hell? <laughs> the fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah, particularly <laughs> one when Walt did his yeah, spoilers. We'll but, talk about that, yeah. But um, it's just... Um, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than Hereditary. I thought it was really well put together. Um, I, I I know at one point you said you were kind of getting a little bored yeah, with the I'll film. Yeah, I'll talk about that. No. But um, I, I never wanted this movie to end. Um, it just, like, I enjoyed the, the road to madness that this movie kind of is. And just the more you're on that road, just kind of how, how it just keeps getting more and more messed up. And you see a lot of things in the peripheral that you... And kind of foreshadow and yeah. it's just it's just really great I really enjoyed this film a lot uh, where Luke loved the film I on the other hand it's going to be kind of the same way with Child's Play I didn't love it but I also didn't necessarily hate it as he stated there was a point where I actually did get bored with the film this is almost a three hour long movie uh, you are in for a long haul with this one yeah. just to let you know ahead of time but yes there was a point I'd say a good maybe 15-20 minutes I was kind of bored. I actually had to step out for a phone call when I came back in. I was kind of refreshed and back into it. But <laughs> I was kind of refreshed. He lied about a phone call. Yeah, no, but uh, I did have to step out for that. But when I came back, I apparently hadn't missed much in regards to it. I would say of a place where to step out, that would have probably been your best bet. Yeah, so, but from a certain point to when I, right when I stepped out, I mean, that was kind of the slow part, but then it picked back up right when I got yeah. back. So I didn't miss too much in regards to that, but, um... I guess trying to view this from a kind of a general audience goer, because me and you, of course, watched tons of movies and kind of picked up on this stuff. You really need to pay attention to this film. If you're going to it, go in with the mindset of you can't have any distractions going on, because there is a lot of things in this film that if you blink, you will miss it, and there are some story kind of foreshadowing that yeah. if you also aren't paying attention, you are going to completely miss and then wonder what the hell's going on yeah. later on in the film. Which I think is what a lot of people are complaining about because some of the story elements yeah, they're not picking up on because they're not really paying attention. I think it's that, and it's just... Um, this movie isn't for everyone. Um, uh, it's just kind of a different kind of horror movie. Uh, this is not a... I mean, I know we said there was gore in the film, but this is not a kind of 
like trying to figure out a good way to explain it. It's not like a cult going insane and just massacring people. Yeah. This is more of a time like this is a time honored tradition that they have going on. They have every like every year, mm-hmm. but every ninety years, I think how they explain it, they have like a sacrifice kind of. So some weird stuff happens at this one because it's the yeah. ninetieth year for this thing to yeah. go on. So you will encounter weird things and some, uh, like we said, amazing gore moments, but those are very few and far between, and they come almost out of nowhere. And that a- amplifies it yeah, in a way. Yeah, that amplifies it in a way. Um, on top of that, along with the drugs they're taking, which then causes some hallucinations to a point which really throw you out of nowhere to kind of come out of left field and surprise you completely. Uh, I'm trying to think of the overall themes, like we, we both said. The film does focus on an unhealthy relationship between our two uh, characters, which we don't want to get into because it's actually a major part of the story. There's also death involving in the film, the same with uh, with Hereditary, which you don't want to get um, involved in with too far, but there is, in the first 20 minutes, something major happens. It doesn't seem like it's a major part of the film because it's not talked about quite a bit, but it's more of an underlying thing. Yeah, it's It's more of a metaphor for something later on. It's like underlying. So you really have to kind of pay attention in regards to that and think about it. Kind of something you gotta store in the back of your mind and... Yeah, I mean, it's it's there. I saw, I mean, Chris Stuckman. He talked about it. Which is a review we kind of don't like, but, but at the same time, we have to, we yeah, did I, watch it and kind of agreed on some things he, with it. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of says, like, he doesn't understand how that theme, it doesn't necessarily tie in well for him, but it's certainly there. Yeah, and I don't it's feel something you really do have to kind of keep in the back of your mind. A, a movie like this and the, the theme of wanting a family or yes. something like that, I think you can play your hand a little too heavy, heavily. And I think the way they kind of play it in this film, without saying too much more, they play it really well. They almost underhand it, really. Like, they go yeah. on that fine line of almost, you know... Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can see that. Um, I definitely think it's there. Um, and I don't think it's a case of me writing the movie for it. Like, yeah. I, it's definitely there. Um, it's just not... Well, like I said, if you don't have it in your mind, you're not... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. Like, it's a movie where you got to pay attention, as you um, kind of said. The visuals in this film, like I talked about, are stunning. The first part of this movie uh, has this very... It takes place in winter, and it has this very cold uh, kind of feel to it. You almost feel disconnected. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. And it carries on almost up until they get to the actual main commune camp, because they are in... What is it? Sweden? Sweden, yeah. yeah. And it is somewhat colorful but it's still gloomy it's in, until they actually step on the like it's commune like, ground when everything kind of gets you know vibrant and but you speak of vibrant but um we did just watch the trailer before talking about this yeah. and it is weird like the trailer they kind of oversaturate it and yeah. make it even more um uh, bright bright but it is neat um you got a movie that's a horror movie but it's like 98 percent in daylight yeah and it's boy god is it still haunting um, the best, like, we have seen some comparisons. Chris Stuckman himself actually compared it to the uh, Wicker Man films. Which I haven't seen. Which we haven't seen, but we, of course, watched tons of videos in regards N- of to... Of Nick Cage. Of Nick Cage punching a woman in a bear costume, which... Spoil, we don't want to get into spoilers, but it's just it's funny. Uh, but uh, the overall theme with that film, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. We're planning on watching and talking about it. But it's... From the videos we have watched about it, it very closely kind of... You know what I mean? Kind of... Yeah. That idea of a commune. Kind of commune that... So, if you, of course, know what that is, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Not a jump scare, nightmare-fueled ride. No. No. Uh, It's it's very much a slow burn. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah. So, you've got to go into it with that mindset. It doesn't really go off the rails until about the last, I say, 20 minutes. That's where it gets pretty indulgent. Um, But even then, it's pretty... Pain. Yeah, I mean, it, you have your visual flair with and then the drug the, trips and stuff like that, but it's still it never really. And then the sprinkles in kind of yes kills in a yeah. sense that aren't there are two that are really graphic, but the rest are kind of off screen. Yeah, and then one layer on we will say you get just an insane yeah. Uh, there, there, yeah. yeah, that that visual and yeah. just kind of the more it lingers on, and then when you realize something about it, I mean, both you and me who've seen a lot of horrible movie, like horror movies, yeah. like a lot of gore and stuff, I was like, the hell, like yes. it's just, it was very creative 
and very twisted and just really well done. And I feel like we have to get into spoilers. Yeah, now. I feel like we have to get into spoilers, but uh, just uh, trying to think. Would you recommend the film? I guess oh, here is that. Um, it would. It's one of those things. Um, I would. You'd have to kind of vary from person to person. Um, I think I have a few friends that just I would feel would get very bored with this. Yeah. Um, and just kind of how violent it can get would be a little off-putting for them. Um, it's very much a kind of a specific audience. If you kind of sit there and focus on it, um, you'll be rewarded. Um, I would recommend this movie to a lot of people. It's, pr I mean, it's it's a I mean, it is a world-class yeah. made horror movie. Um, it is, I think, better than Hereditary. Like I said, it's a tighter script. Um, and it just has the same kind of visual flair Hereditary did, where there's these images that just stuck with me. And it was just so twisted how they looked. And in this film, it's the same. I would highly recommend people to check this out, especially if they like just filmmaking in general. It's just, <laughs> it's just yeah. so well. Um, but, yeah, there... I don't, it's not for everybody. No, it is not. I mean, I'd almost be curious if we read through reviews, much like The Witch, it, I mean, what my, we'd run into. My wife did it, and she was like, yeah. some people were like, as soon as they seen who the director did, they wrote it off. Yeah. Some of them said they went and watched it, and they absolutely hated it because they thought it was just too slow. Others were saying it's amazing. It's one of the best horror films yeah. that's come out this year so far. It's weird, that divide. Yeah, it's just, but... it's the same divide that was with The Witch. It was just 50-50 almost. So you would say highly recommend it? I would highly recommend this. See, song. for me, it's almost, it's, yeah, again, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. It's fine. It's, if you're kind of almost a general audience member, I would say no, just because there are things you have to pay attention for, and most people who, if you aren't, how should I, if you aren't kind of a hardcore fan of horror movies or just kind of dissecting movies, I would say stay away from this yeah, one. Yeah, If you're expecting a jump scare filled ride that's going to be tons of scares, I would say stay away almost. It's not a popcorn flake. It's not a popcorn flake. This is a film you will, like we pretty much said a lot, quite a lot lately, you're going to have to sit down and pay attention. Yeah, I mean, I think when the movie was over, I'm like, that was a fucking film. Yeah. Like, was, after it was over. Yeah, I mean, it was a a very uh, insane ride. Yeah. Yeah. When it's <laughs> from start to finish, even though it kind of derailed me there for a little bit with the yeah. slow part, but then it picked back up, so. Yeah. Let's get into insanity. Yeah, let's, let's get into spoilers. Let's get into spoilers. So, yes, if you haven't seen uh, Midsummer, uh, go check it out. I yeah. mean, I know I said I was kind of on the fence about it, but yeah, I would say check it out. Yeah. Unless you just don't feel like paying attention, then totally skip out on this yeah, one. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely give it a try for sure. <laughs> it, if you're feeling like you could sit down and really focus on a movie, give it a try. If you feel like you can't, don't even attempt it because you'll just hate <laughs> it and not want to watch this film. Yeah. So... You good with it? Yeah, yeah. Any last words to say about Midsummer? Um, go see it and support movies like this. That's what I had to say. <laughs> now it's to talk, talk about insanity. Before we get into insanity, though, yeah, uh, I want to go on a little rant here okay. about. And this is gonna be totally off topic for Midsummer, but we went and seen this film at an AMC theater. Yeah, they need. Um, this, if you guys are listening. Cut down on the damn trailers. We sat through like six of those fucking trailers. Oh gosh! And that, All right. Oh, is anyone excited to see Crawl? Yes, we're kind of going off the rails here, but yeah, we're going on the side <laughs> split on that. That's the next one we're going to talk about. No, we're not. I'm not seeing Wait, Crawl. Crawl. I'm sick or, of its advertisements. Uh, crawl or Crawl? Oh, let's watch. That is that the double. You want to do a, a Crawl? <laughs> crawl, crawl, crawl. Oh yes. Uh, alligators and. The glaive thing. So into the anyways, yeah, let's get into sports for midsummer yeah, before we get too off right. earlier. All right, we're here in the spoiler section for midsummer. I know you've been dying to go, so go ahead. I know you've been dying to talk about this. Oh, and it's full glory. So go ahead. Which which part? <laughs> let's let's go from beginning to end. Yeah, absolutely. Kinda... Well, like even how the movie starts, which I guess we could have talked about in not spoilers, but I it's love still... how the movie starts with that almost like a fairy tale book open, and yeah. it just opens and the movie starts. Uh, pay just... attention to that. If, well, this is actually if you have seen the film or don't care about spoilers. Yeah, yeah. If you don't care. Pay if you haven't seen it. Yeah, pay attention to that. The theme of fairy tales, even in the uh, main character's apartment, there's all this imagery of fairy tales, even a bear. 
on a poster with a princess. Oh yes. Um, but I mean, like, I can't. I I mean, it's crazy how this movie starts, and she gets her email oh, about her, her sister, sister yeah. and then you know it pans to the parents' house, and they're all asleep. With the, the most creative death I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, I mean, and it's then, so simplistic, but I've never seen that. Oh god! So, and even the way it it's executed too, how they like, show like yeah, you start in the garage, you find out the sister, you just like oh the sister killed herself in the garage, and then the firefighters keep moving through the house and following the tube, and so, you're kind of discovering it along with them. For those of you who haven't seen the film and are just kind of sticking through some spoilers, the sister of our main character Danny. Yeah. Um, duct tapes hoses to the exhaust of cars, turns them on, and then runs them through the house. Duct tapes her parents' room shut and puts the hose in there, so of course it kills them. Yeah, so when we saw them earlier, they're actually dead. And then it pans to a shot of her, and she has duct taped the hose to her mouth, and she's covered in throw from when she first put it on, and of course, you know, it would have thrown up. We of course didn't see that, but it's It's, alluded to it. But she just, like, duct taped the shit out of that to her mouth. I, I mean... That's, like, it is crazy, like, out of the get-go. Like, it just has such a striking image. Yeah. Uh, just, once you kind of realize, it's a lot of that, like, in this film. Like, you like... they linger on that dead body of her, too. They linger on it. And, like, this movie does really good, and it's like, oh, the the sister killed herself in the garage. That's it. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no. And then, oh, wait, no, not just that. And it just... It keeps going. With that, with this film, it's just like everything that's kind of like that. It just keeps amplifying it. And it's like, no, that's not really what happened. This is even worse. Oh. And then seeing that sister at the hall with the tube, yeah, it's, it's just, it's insane. And it's just very striking. Like, I mean, yeah, like covered in throw up. One eye is just like looking off yeah, to the side yeah. and everything. It's so, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. just a weird image too. They just linger on it. This is yeah. like an uncomfortable point. Yeah, and then it's just, I, I can't remember verbatim what the email said, but was it it's something? It's like, yeah, everything's going black and mom and dad are going with me too, goodbye. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just like a very ominous message. Yeah. Um, from there, I mean, do you want to well, jump to... I, I would say, um, from there we're going to jump to before they get into the camp. Yeah. They have smoked the devil's lettuce and are pretty much just chilling out on the side of a hill Danny, of course, has like this midlife crisis, or not mid. She has like this internal conflict with herself. A midsummer crisis. A mid, so yeah, midsummer for shut up. <laughs> she has like this internal conflict with herself, and all of a sudden, just freaks the hell out. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess she's trying to stay away from those bad thoughts, which yeah, is why sure. she didn't want to take a trip. But she can't help but think about her family, because I mean, she lost her entire family, and yeah, now and, like, she's with somebody who didn't really want her to go on this trip, and. Yes, and then we get the, uh, the of course a scene in the trailer when she's in the bathroom by herself, which would you didn't even notice the image. I didn't, yeah. But yeah, it's a creepy ass image where she's looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden her dead sister with a freaking hose on on her mouth just pops up out of the back, and then and even like I I think it, I missed it because that was kind of on our first instances of the movie amplifying the drug use like her face is starting to melt and shift a little bit yeah so i was focusing a little bit more on that and not that yeah and not the uh jump scare in the back um, it's really a jump scare. no well yeah it was so subtle you yeah just, like, you, right like, you, well subtly, yeah, i missed you it even mi- yeah right. like, you missed it completely but yeah. it was there but right of course then it leads her to running off into the forest passes out wakes up a couple hours later and then they take the journey to the fun I can't remember the camp's name. We'll just call it the camp. The camp. Uh, the commune, or what have yeah, you. The compound. But, I mean, you... They're all introduced, and, I mean, they look all nice and whatnot, and they, it's just... It's almost weirdly, like... What was that one called? The Drink the Kool-Aid? Oh, Jim Jones? Yeah, kind of like that, because they're, like, all in white, and it's just, like, pristine white. Yeah, it's very pristine. It's very much that 70s kind of hippie commune, yeah. in a way, but more folksy, more fairy tale esque Um... Of course, it's Sweden, so yeah. there's that aspect as well. And then just the more and more it goes on. Oh yeah. I mean, we have. The, you want to like, talk, talk about the ages? Because they say like, what is it? Oh, so zero you, to eighteen. So you're a child. Yeah, they how this commune works is they focus on life as a series of the seasons. So, uh, of course, from like I think, I think they said like zero, but from when you're born to when you turn eighteen, it's, it's spring. I think spring. From 19, I think, to 26 was... 36. 36 was summer. Uh, was summer. Um, 
And then after, I think 36, or 37 to 55 was Uh, fall, because that's when you're supposed to be mature enough to work, which I guess skips everything. Oh, well, scratch that. From 18 to 36 was summer, and that's when they were allowed to leave the commune and kind of venture off on themselves. When they came back, by the time they were 37 is when they stay at the commune and work for the commune. And then after, what was it, 55? It was 55 to 72. 55 to 72, it was the winter season, which is pretty much you wither away and die, because at 72, you die in this commune, which we will get into the biggest part, the first two kills. Yes. My God, were those intense. Yeah, it's, um... Not intense in the way, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to No, 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 good. But not intense in the way that you think it would be. It's more intense of the uh, effect that they pull off after the kill. Yeah. But we'll first get into the kill itself. Yeah, um, you have the two um, two elderly people. They're kind of... Um, like praying, I think, to a point. Yeah, they're praying. They were kind of the focus of the dinner before they before that scene happens where they're, everybody waits for them to eat, and then they eat. Yeah. Um, and then the two 72-year-olds are on top of a cliff, they, they both cut their have, hands they open. both have their hands cut open. They pray they, like these they, two stones. They pray to a rune and wipe their blood on it, and then they just walk to an edge and then jump off with the whole community watching. Yes. And that first woman who falls, she jumps and falls. Well, she walks. She doesn't jump. Yeah, she just walks right she off. She just uh, emotionlessly walks off, and her face falls face first into a stone, and her rolling off of it is the sickest thing is, I think. I, yeah, it it was the first one. We we're like, wow. Like, I mean, we already had that shot of the woman at the or the sister with the hose. Yeah. But seeing it's something about how they, bright the day was, and um, then that red. As we were talking about with the visuals, because the whole thing is very vibrant and bright, you know, all the colors. So the place that they're at are these like pristine white stone, like it's this white stone like reservoir kind of type yeah. thing. And when she, of course, hits it, blood splatters everywhere and just completely just off. Like, it's yeah. just a weird... And, like, she almost rolls it. off, and, like, when you see the face, like, it just... It, like, you see teeth fly, you see, like, the skin peel off the face where some of it's still stuck to the rock. It is just... It's, it's something else. And then, that's not even the brutal one, because then the... It's a, actually, this yeah, makes it two episodes so far we've tried to talk about somebody's leg breaking. The old man at 72... Walks off the cliff, doesn't die though. He lands feet first, right, and which, breaks both his legs, which then leads to one of the community members who has this giant ass Looney Tune sized mallet, along with three others, just beat this guy's head in to make sure to, he's dead. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, and we could kind of talk about the conclusion to it. But we notice when that's going on, like the community's reacting to it, and they're they're almost reacting out of disappointment. Yeah. Is what it kind of seems. At least that's how I took it when yeah, we first saw we it. Yeah, that's what we both took it as. Yeah. Because the guy didn't die. Yeah. And it was, it's weird, um, but there's a little bit more to that that's kind of established later. But yeah, the second you see like all of them watching the two about to jump, like I, my eye immediately saw that dude with the hammer and I was like, what's that for? And then, <laughs> Answer my question. Yeah. And then um, the second, the first person, you know, she falls and dies. And then the second person, I was like, as soon as he broke his leg, I'm like, I know what that fucking hammer's for. Um, and it's just, it's really good um, storytelling yeah. right there. Um, so the intensity, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to keep, yeah, keep going. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so the intensity of the scene that we were talking about is, of course, we see this through the perspective of Danny, who just had her parents and sister yeah. die. So as soon as that first woman smashes that rock and she bounces off pretty much, there's this... Uh, audio cue they do where it pretty much cuts all the noise off yeah and everything sounds muffled and as you were talking about it was really neat because danny herself and the two members of you know the three friends technically that we're yeah. with aren't really freaking out they're trying to keep a level head about this but still you know they're disgusted they're, by the event yeah they're processing it but they're not processing it in that um audience way yeah. like um, there's these two other. There's this yeah, couple there's another couple that came with a different uh, one of the, one of the community members. Yeah, and they are freaking the hell out about this. Yeah, so they're more acting on the audience and being like, "This is crazy." As you were saying, where yeah, it's it's kind of refreshing. Where it yeah. wasn't our main characters kind of 
screaming, this is madness. Yeah. Like, I really like that. Um, I guess I don't really know how to describe it any further than that, but it's just kind of nice seeing how our main characters reacted to it, and then, but still having that obvious reaction that somebody would have, which is, what the fuck is going on? Because, like we even stated in the last segment, most of these guys are studying religion themselves. One of the guys is solely going to this village just to learn about the culture. Yeah. So he's, even though he's disgusted by what he's just seen, he's still trying to keep a level head and take notes about it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he's about to, like, throw up, but still, he's, like, trying to, he's trying to keep his composure. Yeah. And then the next person drops, the old man, of course, and hits, and it's still, they're going nuts, and then... Yeah. And then the... They zoom in on the man getting his head smashed in. And, and again, a goddamn good effect. Oh, my God. They cut back to it a few times that throughout that rough, film. Yeah. And it's a really good prosthetic. Yeah, I mean... It was insane. There's, like, even a scene where it kind of, um, like, in a dream, like, fuses back together. Yeah. It's just, um, it was a hell of an effect. Yeah, that was the two... That was the real way to set the gore off, like... Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and and then you just have the community leader trying to calm down our hero... Our our main characters. No, not our main characters. The uh, other couple that was freaking the hell out because... I thought our main characters, too. No? Really? They were were still trying to keep, you know, calm about this. Well, the two other couples freaking out... The main, like, elder, I guess, of the group, or priestess, or whatever yeah. you would say, I uh, was trying to calm them down, saying it's a, uh, I'm trying to think of, it's a it's celebration, a ritual. yeah. It's, it's a ritual, it's not really bad, because, you know, when we become older, yeah. it's, it's better, it's better to do this than to wither away. Yeah, she's it's, like, um, and I will gladly do it when the time comes. Yeah, she's like, they're happy that they were able to take their lives in their own matter, whereas, why would you want to wither away and die of old age? You know, you're pretty much trying to fight the inevitable which corrupts your soul why not just yeah. give your soul in the best way possible so yeah I mean it's so she's trying to calm them down of course they're yeah. not having that shit cause they're not cool with people jumping off right of yeah which, and yeah that other couple like I, I appreciate them kind of being the audience <laughs> yeah um from there I mean it's just you just keep seeing little snippets um there I mean like even before that scene uh, remember they're touring the community and then they see the blanket oh yes the um, blanket with um, I assume it's female genital mutilation oh so or... uh, what he's talking about is we've actually uh, freaking skipped over this it's, yeah this is something you need to pay attention to because it's describing a tradition they do there in the sense of since this is a what is it Swedish yeah it's since they're you know the whole Vikings and everything it's very related in mythology apparently they're, it's just showing how to do a love potion and it's you cut your the, in this case it's from a female's perspective is that you cut your pubic hair off bake it into a pie which and then put period blood into a cup or was it was a period I, blood I wasn't it, sure or they I just, thought it was or, it I didn't think it was genital I, mutilation I, did, I thought it was genital mutilation at first because then later when a baby's getting put to bed they have scissors in yeah, the crib I mean, that's how I interpreted it, but it very much could have been that way. But, and they put into a cup, and then you have the person that you want to fall in love with eat your pubes and then drink the blood without them kind of noticing it. I didn't, which, I didn't catch on that part, but that, I mean, that does play a part later. Yes, but. which actually, I guess that's the next part we want to talk about, is they're sitting down to dinner, and our main dickweed, by this point, uh, Christian. Well, even before that, we, um, we had our, our, uh... Um, other couple, the we'll just call them the audience couple. The audio, okay, yeah, the, the audience couple. They're like, "Fuck this, we're out." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the up. ritual guy kind of goes up to the woman and is like, "Yeah, your your boyfriend, he left, but we'll get oh, you yeah. out of next." So, and she's like, "What are you talking about? The they never leave." Female. Yeah. So then the audience female is then ushered out, and we're supposed to both believe they're dead. Is in a go- uh, really cool part because it shows um, our main characters pretty much going about their day and all of a sudden you faintly hear this woman scream and it's never really yeah you just you cut from every character and you kind of see how they're reacting to it and then later like i think one of the ritual or one of the commune people say oh she was just running because she got scared of something oh and, no um, no they're at the dinner which is actually what the scene i hearing talk yeah, about yeah. and they're wondering what happened to on um, the audience female lady and one of the commune guys cuts in and says oh well i put her in our, our truck and took her back to the station so she could be with her husband. Yeah. And then, of course, we figure out that's not a lie, which yeah. then goes into the scene where we're trying to... Well, yeah. From well, they're, yeah, they're baking all those meat pies, which... And Christian uh, has caught the eye of this red-haired woman in the commune. He is then eating into his meat pie and pulls out a hair. And, 
Yeah, and like me, I was like, I was thinking it was going to be something cliche. Like, I think uh, I talked like, about... I think we saw like a ring or something. Or a ring or a finger from the audience couple. Not, yeah. And then, but he pulls out a hair, and then just for like a half a second, it kind of just focuses on the redhead woman, and then kind of goes back to him. Which, I was actually thinking about it now, if you, um, they did kind of close up, uh, kind of zoom in on it, but I, you know... Yeah. In case you didn't get it. But when they're lining up the cups, his cup is actually kind of reddish. Really? Oh, it is. Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it is actually reddish, so she did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. I guess I, when, yeah, I just thought, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that together until now. Yeah, but, so, Because, um, yeah, it does focus on that cup. Yeah, and this cup is somewhat reddish, so, of course, she has tried to do the love spell ritual on Christian here, who is, of course, dating, uh... Danny. Danny. Our main character. Which, the reason I call him Dickhead is, I think, before this scene, um, our main character, I can't, uh, or one of the friends, he's there to actually study this culture for his thesis. Um, Christian comes in. Yeah. Out of just being a dick. He's like. Says, I want to do my thesis over this group. Of course, the two friends squabble back and forth. Yeah, that was, I'd say, like, a low point for me, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's, the one, I think, the one issue we had is, out of nowhere, he just decides to... I mean, the character is very distant and not very, um, I don't know if upstanding's the word, but he's not really a pure dick until that scene. I mean, he's kind and of... And it's only part way being a dick, but then later on, he, of course, goes full Yeah, dick. he's, like, he's all about that, like, writing his thesis on that, and then his character very much changes after that. Which, of course, they talked throughout the film about him being kind of lazy and him not knowing what he wants to do with his, you know, life in a yeah. sense. So then out of nowhere, both friends, of course, get mad because that one's actually here for a purpose yeah. while the other one, a Christian, is just doing it because spur of the moment kind of situation. Right. So you already, of course, don't kind of like him there. And then, of course, the vagina meat pie with, <laughs> the, I guess, puke meat yeah, pie with yeah. uh, uh, period blood lemonade uh, <laughs> happens. So then it kind of, of course, makes the tension between him and Danny more yeah, apparent. Uh, apparent, and there's more of kind of, I guess, this weird, awkward feeling in between them, which then goes into our next kill. Um, at the, fuck, fuck, we skipped ahead. Mark, which is the epic eyebrow guy, <laughs> has to pee. The stoner. The yeah. stoner. Um, there is a sacred tree in this community where they put the ashes of uh, the deceased. Which we just saw them put the ashes of the two that jumped off, off the, the cliff. cliff. Um, so he ends up peeing on that and pissing off the entire camp. Yeah. Um, so then, and, you know, when that happens too, I was like on the fucking edge of my seat. So I'm like, you dumb idiot. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know what it was yeah. about that, but I was just like, you, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a very intense scene too because the community is like, pissed yeah. off he's doing this and he's yeah. like I'm sorry what's the big deal it's yeah. a dead tree and they're like it's our ancestors like that was another so it's a dead tree yeah <laughs> that was another thing where I was like a little bit yeah. uh, irked a little bit with the writing I was like <laughs> well it's just like how unapologetic he was about yeah, it yeah he was just a dick about it they're like it's our sacred tree and he's like it's, it's just, just a, a dead tree, tree. Yeah, it's yeah. a dead tree I was like eh like and then he too he's like I'm sorry pissed on some stupid tree and they're like it's our ancestors yeah he just didn't seem to get it, that yeah, point yeah it's I'd, I'd say like those two moments are like the weakest part is yeah. kind of Mark's character so, is a little bit too audience at times yeah so this whole dinner scene we got you know the split between uh, Danny and Christian going on with the whole um, you know him getting the surprise pie and the Perry lemonade and then pretty much this one guy who's super fucking pissed at Mark for being on the tree pretty much eyeballing the shit out of him and this one girl that Mark has been trying to um, flirt with pretty much says hey come follow me and I'll show you something so of course he gets up walks away with him Our, and then after that scene well, I can't remember the guy's name but the thesis one he's um, learning more about he's their learning culture. more about their religion yeah about the culture and has to take photographs of their like I guess bible yeah. in a sense which what's their bible uh, it's a it's a bunch of, of kind of Celtic. Is it Celtic? Is that it's like Viking? Yeah, it's um, they're a bunch of um, writing, and then you turn the page and you just see paint, like yeah. just wiped all over it. And then we've seen them before, and the marketing kind of showed a lot of them, like the kind of is this a elephantitis like looking kid? It's this kid with the dis uh, disabilities who, of course, they talk about in this film. 
is born from like inbreeding. Yeah, and he's the only one that's able to write their sacred text. Yeah, they kind of say earlier in the film, like, because somebody asked them, like, "Hey, what do you do about you know inbreeding. In- inbreeding with being a tight community?" And then they're like, "Oh, we look down on inbreeding, but we do do it." And this, well, is- they're like cousin exceptions or something. They just hint on it, but then they just fully admit, like. No, our oracles are are inbreded, yeah. and that's what makes them special. So our thesis guys learning more about the religion, ask to take pictures, they say no, we see the creepy-ass guy, he asks more questions, ask to take pictures again, this time the guy gets kind of pissed, and then he leaves. Yeah. And later that night, he sneaks in there. <laughs> this guy sneaks in there to take pictures of the Holy Bible, only then be surprised by Mark, although it's not Mark. This community straight up Texas Chainsaw Massacres the shit out of Mark and is wearing his flesh. Who is it, by the way, wearing his flesh? I don't know. I don't think they ever but show. I was wondering, like, when it, the scene first happened, I was wondering if it was the um, Elfin Titus kind of kid. Not, but though. I don't think it was. I wonder who it was. Do you think it was, um... Because it wasn't tall enough to be the guy that peed on the tree. Or that got mad at Mark yeah, peeing on the tree. Know. Do you think... Was it one of maybe one of the guides that brought him there? Probably, yeah. It's possible. I mean, yeah, we don't know who the, who's wearing fucking skin suit. Yeah. And it's not, like, just a face. No, it's, like, a full body. Oh, you see, yeah. You see, like, penis and everything. It's really yeah, weird. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. And then, of course, this guy gets the uh, Looney Tunes mouth at the back of the head and then gets dragged off to never be seen from again. Yeah. But then, and <laughs> trying to think the next horrific scene that happens. Well, the next horrific scene comes a little yeah. later, but... Um, I mean, I knew you'd stepped out to go to the restroom then, but, like, you see, like, our main character being told, hey, you uh, can... Danny or Christian? Um, uh, sorry, Christian. Christian. Christian is told, hey, you can mate with, um... A red-haired daughter. The red-haired right. daughter. Um, and while he's waiting to be told, you see a photo on the wall, or a drawing on the wall, of a bear on fire. And he just kind of raises an eyebrow at it, but then goes about his day. And that's one thing we should maybe talk about. It's just kind of oh, like kind of some of the visual storytelling that's yeah. kind of hinted at early on. It's done really well throughout this film. But um, yeah, while that's going on, um, Danny, our main character, is being um, taken on a drug trip where she's going to be. There's a competition to who's the queen for the festival, and it's whoever has the most endurance to dance the longest after they're all on drugs. And what's neat about that scene is they're dancing but Danny like suspiciously picks it up instantly like yeah. every dance they keep switching it but she picks it up instantly and, and then she also starts speaking Swedish and, and then somebody says Swedish to her or starts speaking Swedish to her and she's like oh I can't speak Swedish and then throughout that dance and that she starts slowly speaking Swedish and you realize there's something kind of supernatural spiritual going on. something really going on weird. with this cre- this this town and, yeah, and uh, of course, Christian ends up getting offered the LSD as well. He takes it, which will lead to a funny scene. But Danny ends up winning the competition and becoming the Queen of May. Yeah, which of course she gets pretty much handed almost everything in the commune. She she which, sits at the big table, which then leads to the best, like the pre- weirdest ass scene. It's like I said, it pretty much makes you feel like you're on drugs. Yeah, they are sitting at this table, and if you are able to paint, like look around. Everything is moving like liquid almost. It's just yeah. a really weird moment. Yeah, um, like it's really neat too. Like you first notice it just because her crown, like it almost oh. the petals keep opening and closing. Yeah. But when she sits down at the, for lack yeah. of a better word, the throne, yeah. like the branches kind of gravitate towards her. And meanwhile, while that's going on, the, the roasts are like moving, moving back and forth like gelatin almost yeah and then like, I even noticed it too sorry to cut you no, off no, no. but in the background if you notice like the houses behind her were moving as yeah, well yeah 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 like everything is moving yeah it's like non-stop and then like it seems like Christian got even more of a dose because he's like he looks like he's completely out of his mind <laughs> like he's about to die he almost. really does and then like it you know the funniest scene in the entire movie he's just like he's like that's like, on this older man's shoulder. And he's like, what is going on here? And the old man just like looks at him begrudgingly. Claps. And then claps and just scares him. Yeah, and it's like a cool... It's, it's so effective, too. It even shows in the chiller, but it's like this weird like uh, ripple motion that yeah. goes all the way around Christian. He's just freaking the fuck and out of his completely silences him. <laughs> yeah. Beats him down further. And then Danny's taken away to do a ritual to, to uh, bless the crops. Bless the crops, yes. And, and while that's going on... We get the weirdest fucking sex scene I think I've ever seen in a film. Uh, 
uh, since Christian has, of course, been permitted to mate with the redhead female, they, he is then dressed up as a community member, given this some powder that's supposed they, to... Like, for vitality. Vitality. And then he is led inside this church, where then the redhead girl is laying on a bed of flowers, surrounded by a bunch of other women who are also naked. Yeah. To then, like I said, have the weirdest sex scene where then Christian is trying to have sex with this red-haired girl. Well, then one of them, I guess the mother or something yeah, like that, the mother, the redhead. like leans down and starts like holding on to him and singing. And then all the women somewhat like yeah. kind of orgasm along with them in this really fucking... And, they, and again, it's like there's something else going on here aside from a weird sex scene. You have everybody's reacting the same to this. Yes. And while that's going on, Danny's being brought into camp again after blessing the crops. She starts hearing all the women moaning in the church, wants to go check it out. They, of course, tell her not to. She goes, looks through a keyhole, and sees that her boyfriend is cheating on her with red-haired yeah. lady. I don't, I don't think they ever give her a name. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't so, think so, Christian, or Danny, sorry, of course, gets upset, throws up, runs off, and then she starts crying and freaking out, which then leads all the other women that are with her to start freaking out as well. So then it cuts back and forth from this weird crying session to then all these women moaning and goes back and forth. Yeah, and what's it's it's kind of like the dance scene too, like when they start crying, uh, because they're crying along with her, but then she starts moaning, like wailing. wailing. And then they start wailing, and then they become synced, yeah. where they're wailing and crying at the exact same way. And intensity too. And intensity, and then you really get what's kind of going on here. Like they're... They're very much a community that are connected. Well-knitted together. Well, they're spirit- almost to like a T. Spiritually, or something's going on there yeah. where they're spiritually it's connected. never explained, but I think it works for it. Yeah, sense. yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more to that. We'll, we'll elaborate more on that later. And then it leads to, I think, the most terrifying scene is then Christian uh, finishes and then figures out what he's done. Yeah. Runs out of the church butt-naked. And realizes he's in the middle of fucking nowhere, yeah. really. Nobody he knows around him besides Danny, who he doesn't know. As well, much. he finds part of his friend. Uh, yes, he finds uh, Thesis' friend's foot in the garden with a broom on it, I guess, to keep away pests. <sighs> it then runs into a chicken coop, which we finally find the fate of audience husband. Yeah, from the two couple, or from the couple that from went couple, missing. He is... Suspended. He's, like, he's suspended in the air. It's really weird because I started to think about it. I don't know if I don't know. You don't really know about it, but it's called angel winging. Which is oh yeah, like I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So they angel wing this poor man, and he's still breathing because well, of this awesome shot. Well, I mean, like you see him, and you don't know at first he's breathing, and then it's slowly panning over him, and, and you realize out of focus, and you see these things. Yeah, you see things that are inflating. You're like, oh, those are his skin. Wait, no, those are his lungs. Yeah, he's and they're. <laughs> And it just, yeah, it fucking blew our minds. Yeah, that, that is his horrifying, up. because it's not even like he's up by himself. No, he's in a chicken coop. So he's yeah. got fucking chickens running. Right yeah, and like he, his eyes are gone, and there's like sunflowers in his eyes. Yeah, like it's just, it's fucking haunting. And the like, whole time too, you just hear him breathing slowly. Like once you, after you, you know, yeah. comes to the realization that he's still alive, you slowly, yeah. you just hear this like faint breathing. Yeah, and then you basically he's. Turns around and then a community member just blows dust in his face and knocks him out. <laughs> and then we get to the pretty much the last the lottery. Day of, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the shitty Power Bowl is the ritual of the festival is I guess this time since the 90th anniversary is that nine sacrifices are given. Is that did they say that? I think so. I, I, that's yeah. the only thing about this that's confusing is they never really speculate when the sacrifices are needed. Yeah. But they always say this only happens once every 90 years. But they say that the festivals happen every year. So I'm not really sure. We're never really given an explanation on what takes place the 90 years. If it's the sacrifices or what. Or if it's the the daylight maybe even. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's more special. Yeah, I'll have to watch it again and kind of pick up more a little bit on that. But, um, so nine sacrifices are needed. uh, needed. Um, So we had four from outsiders that were killed. Uh, Um, The two elder eldest members. Yeah, and then they still need two more. Three. Oh, well, they need two more from the town. Two more from the town and then a new blood, which, of course, 
Dylan New Blood Living, that's not royalty here at this point. Maybe it's a poor boy Christian here. Well, because she has a choice, though, on Christian. Yeah, she does have a choice on Christian. It's either Christian or Torbjorn from Overwatch. <laughs> His name's Torbjorn, and I immediately kind of yeah. chuckled. but Because he was, like, one of them that, like, he volunteered. Yeah, yeah. Sacrifice. And, and, of course, since she knows Christian cheated on him, she pretty much damns him at this point. I, yeah, I kind of got, I mean, I understand, like, at that point, like, you have the theme of family, and again, it's not contrived, and it's not too in your face, but she has this community that aren't just like her, but in her way, are her. Like, they all have the same emotions in a way. They're all synced together. So she has this tight-kit community that she's slowly slowly gotten used to that is more than a family. And they're like fully attached now. Yeah, they're they're more than a family. But so I understand why she chooses in a way a Christian. But at the same time it just boy is it just fucking cold and yeah, heartless. She, I mean, she knows she's going to die, but yeah. Yeah, she's still just I I mean it's horrible. I mean I I guess she's not I don't know, is she being lied to or is she at I that think, point just corrupted? I don't think at this point maybe she doesn't I guess it, she, she knows what's happening. She knows what's happening, but I'm not sure. I think she's more just because I mean, when it's showing the scene, she's of course like swelling up and tearing, so she knows. Yeah, but at the same time, she's like, is she even making that choice? Then at that point, I mean, she is part of the community, so I mean, I don't know how that works. Like in a way, if the community's like, it's not overriding her by any means, but it's just it's interesting. It, yeah, she doesn't. She she chooses Christian to be killed, and then it gets. And I mean, this is a, it's a really fucked up scene, but it's also hilarious. Um, <laughs> so the bear you, you see in a cage at one point um, is on this table, and it is cut open, and they're talking about you know moving removing the intestines and everything. And the joke I was making about if you've ever watched the remake of Wicker Man, Nicholas Cage gets into a bear costume and punches the shit out of this old lady. Oh. It's, it's not funny because he punches the shit yeah. out of the old lady. It's just yeah, it's no, funny it's, as fuck because it just comes out of nowhere. I, I've seen the compilations because a lot of that movie is so funny out of context. Yeah. And so the out of context of Nicholas Cage running and it full Because it's like a punching. full shot too. It's yeah, like yeah. An uninterrupted scene of him just running yeah. up and punching And he the just punches, he sucker punches this he woman. punches the shit yeah. out of her. So, but, but it, so in this film though. They since Christian is disabled from the powder they put in, uh, they thrown in his face. They cut open this actual light, like the, well, not actual bear, but you know, in yeah. film reference, the actual bear, and then they sew him inside of the damn thing. And then basically they put take... him into this ritual site yeah. along with the two community members who were, of course, um, volunteered and accepted to be killed. And then we see the aftermath of all the other. Yeah. friends who have died which and, are almost scarecrows yeah it is really fucked up because it's just the skin of them and yeah you got hay poking out dirt poking out yeah and they're even wearing like a jester's hat where the uh, mark on it. is yeah, yeah. Mark is, um, and yeah and then the two community uh members that were 72 both get like oh yeah go ahead well well sorry there was those two that are kind of Dolled up, almost. I, they look like some kind of pagan statue, both of them. But yeah. what I was going to mention was uh, the two community members that volunteered to be burned alive, more or less. They're sitting in the this the, the ritual, ritual site with them. Yeah. yeah, and they're offered um, like something this. that'll you'll feel feel no pain. Yeah, this will stop it. Fucking lie. But yeah, the building catches. They set the building on fire and. They're like smiling in there, like, "Yep, we made a good call. This is for our community." But then the flame starts hitting them, and they're you can like, "Almost see the regret in their face." Yeah, it's and it's crazy because you have that. You have their. You almost feel like, "Oh, there's the establishment of the lie." But then you cut back out to the community, and they're all writhing in pain along with them, because yeah. they they're tethered together. So the whole community is feeling the exact same pain those people are in there. And then, I mean, it kind of goes back to the scene where the two elders jump off. Um, and we were talking about how they seemed almost disappointed. No, it really wasn't that. They, they were, were in pain. They were in pain because they were feeling the broken legs, and it's just really interesting. And it's the like most. Like, I think it's like, extremely somber with that whole scene too, because not only do you have the two actual live members burning alive, but also <sighs> along with Christian, who you can't really hear because he's muddled, but you do hear kind of like m- muffled screams. Yeah. But then it cuts to the two kind of pagan ritual 
the 72 year olds who you know of course killed themselves earlier who are now dressed up as like ritual statues and you almost hear them scream as well in this weird it's like I, very faint yeah thing. I but mean, I think it, I, it might be because the people outside are howling because they're feeling cool. the pain. But no, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it was a hell of a shot, like in a hell of a yeah, ending. Of course, the film ends with Danny smiling and then being accepted as part yeah, of cause, Yeah, because they're all um, screaming and then she raises so, up and smiles and yeah. then she's, she has her family. And the film cuts to black. It cuts to a really upbeat song. Like, kind of a 70s kind of yeah, hit. Yeah, it's really off. It's really off the wall, but yeah. I mean, it ends in almost... Actually, the almost the exact same way The Wicker Man ended, well, if you think about it. I, I haven't seen it, so... Well, I mean, of, <laughs> yeah, course, yeah. of course you've seen it where this giant statue's on fire. Well, I've seen that, yeah. So, I mean, okay, it almost, yeah. I mean that's the end of yeah. the film. So, yeah, it pretty much almost ends the exact same huh. way. But, no, it's just a lot of visually striking, a lot of stuff that got under my skin yeah. in this film. Um... <laughs> I I I could gush hours on it, yeah, but it's just it's just really well put together. Um, and I hope you've seen the film if you're listening to this because it's just so reward. It's so and crazy to go down that ride. If you haven't seen the film, then and you just stay for the spoilers because you know whatever. You know, uh, film's not gonna be that great for you now that <laughs> you already know everything. Yeah, happened. yeah, so. yeah. Uh, any last words, I guess, to say on Midsummer? Oh, I, kinda, I, I mean, I can't wait to see another movie by this director. Um, I thought, again, there's two little writing problems I had. It was kind of Mark's comments on some things, like, then, oh, they're walking weird. And then Christian's, like, outright. Yeah, like, Christian's, I mean, he was already a little bit of a, dick. I mean, he was a dick early on, but then he just becomes, like, mega dick. Mega dick, and it's just not as cohesive as everything else. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, those two story problems aside, I mean, it's just it's just really well made. And I just kind of didn't want it to end, <laughs> in a way. Like, I was just really digging it. Um, and it's just definitely a movie that'll stick with me for a while, because, I mean, that those visuals, I mean, they're just very creative. I think the biggest part about this movie was the visuals. Itself. Yeah, it's just like, that, uh, I mean, that guy in that chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, the guy in that chicken coop, and then the whole dinner scene when they're on that was yeah. just... Yeah, it's and I mean, that's like the main part that I'm more focused on is just that whole scene where everything is moving. Yeah, and I can't remember. We did say it earlier, right? Like where it's it's played really well and it's not played. It's too not stoner well, comedy. Yeah, or it's, too it's, drug it's trippy. Very low key. Yeah, you, know, you might not even notice it if you're not. Paying yeah, attention. it's 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 really well done, and I mean, a lot of this movie it's very understated. It doesn't insist upon itself. It does have its sense where it indulges a little bit, but I mean, it's 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 well put together. This thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I mean, I don't really have anything else yeah. to say. You want to uh, go to the outro then? Yeah. And, sure, yeah. man. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Slash Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you'd like me to review, please send me a voice message here on Anchor on the Facebook page or the Instagram page. And if you do not follow me on those, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me. For next week's episode, we might, <laughs> might do the guest in your next. We're not sure yet. Something might come out. I don't think any horror movies are coming out. I don't out. think so. I mean, I owe it to the writer and director, or the writer of the show, since he... Uh, since he liked a photo of my dog on Twitter. So. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the the guest and your next writer yeah yeah so we might do that um we did just get that japanese horror movie the house yes so we might do something a little bit offbeat i guess yeah that. i've yet to do a japanese horror movie i've done yeah. a japanese monster yeah movie, i know so. that's your bread and butter so like. yeah so i've yet to do a japanese horror movie yeah um mainly because the only two i know are the grudge and the ring and those kind of yeah. suck in my opinion but anyways yeah uh have you ever seen the originals no, I've heard those are way better. See that that might be interesting. That too. might that would be like some of those Japanese horror films uh, like the, that. The only thing about the grudge that freaks me out is that fucking noise she makes when. Oh the, yeah, that's the only thing that creeps me. The noise, the, the, the death rattle thing, and it's kind of like the Inception Blom, where <laughs> everybody started doing that yeah. that noise after. Um, any fun facts? Since I t- technically we did a new movie and really did nothing really a fun fact to give about Midsummer. So yeah. any, any random movie fact you know. We'll try to do something a little bit offbeat. Oh man, I off the top of my head, I don't have one. Oh man, I really don't. 
I really don't. <laughs> the top oh, really? Head. I'm on the hot seat, and I get, didn't have one ready. You got okay, Chris. Name one. <clears throat> oh shit! I just had it, and you asked me a question. Oh okay. It. Yeah, that's a good excuse. I'd use that. Oh, oh shit. shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a horror movie related. Um, fun fact to give. Oh, I got one. Did you know the next Halloween movie is going to be called Halloween 2? It's not a fun fact. Even though it's the third movie That's not in a this fun trilogy. Fact. That's just a fucking contrad- contradiction <laughs> to the entire franchise. It makes no damn sense to call it Halloween, Halloween, Halloween 3. That should be a whole episode. We'll just talk about chronologically, conf- uh, chronologically confusing movies. Well, you called it Halloween, Halloween, and then it's Halloween 2, not yeah, Halloween, Halloween 3. Yeah. Your your brain was trying to stop you from, I know. from the dumb like decision. It doesn't make any sense. Did you see, by the way, uh, Nick Castle? He tweeted a photo. No. He tweeted a photo with um, uh, Michael Myers with two on it. That's cool. So. Oh, here's my fun fact. Yeah. Um, the Fog. I actually just found this out a few yeah. days ago. Um, you know how it was just simply just a simple full core about pirates. Yeah. Well, actually, John Carpenter kind of wanted to do something like The Mist. Yeah. Stephen King. Yeah. Where each new Fog movie would be a new kind of paranormal activity going about. Huh. Kind of like with the Halloween franchise. What he kind of had an idea for. Yeah, but of course they only made one Fog and then the shitty remake. And then I see. I never saw that. I never did either. I just don't saw it. I heard it was notoriously bad. But so. you know what John Carpenter says? What he likes about remakes, right? He gets paid for them. He's like, I always loved remakes when people remake my movies because I get a nice check. Oh, so like Harrison Ford. Where yeah. Oh, I get a nice check in the mail. What was he said? Uh, he, he wrote some freaking movie he did or something like that. He's like, I don't know, check was in the mail. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, that's no, that's what I was thinking of the Bruce Campbell when Congo came out. Oh, God. And he's like, I, I don't care, the check cleared. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So, I mean, yeah. It's whatever yeah. in his case. But, so I guess those are the two off the, kind of off the wall fun facts. Yeah. Since, I'll have one more prepared next yeah, time we'll you try to spring one on me. All right. So, since we kind of talked about the next episode, if we do either the house or your next, next the guest. and the guest, possibly, possibly with the house as well, something else might come up, mm-hmm. or we just find a different movie to watch. Entirely. And then, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's not yes, going to be Hollywood. too long away. So, our first non-really horror movie on this channel, technically, because it does, I mean, it does still serial killers, so I mean, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. What's neat about that movie is I, I kind of leaned over and told you when we were seeing um, Midsummer. I was like, I have no idea what this narrative of Once Upon a Time yeah, in Hollywood is. Only two that doesn't even. Yeah, movie. and it's it's refreshing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for those of you that don't know what Once a Time uh, Once a Time in Hollywood is about, we don't know, but we do know it has to from the trailers and of course some of the stuff Quentin Tarantino has said. It does deal with the Manson cult, mm-hmm. but it also seems to be dealing with a washed-up actor and his stunt yeah. double, who the stunt double does kind of somewhat act or meet and kind of yeah commingle with. You know what's Manson interesting? Um, there's always a Charlie Manson actor that kind of just gets cast in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, there was um, this one actually kind of looks like Charles Manson. Well, there was um, this one actor that was in Lost. He played Charles Manson. Yeah. And then he also played Charles Manson a few times in two different projects. And what's neat about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is um, they got a new actor to play Charles Manson. Yeah. But have you ever heard of Mind Hunters, that Netflix show? No, uh, Sam's watching Yeah, that they one. cast that same actor to play Charles Manson in it. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Like Once they find a Charles Manson, they're like, that's you. We're going to eat you for everything now. <laughs> Uh, you know who would make a good Charles Manson? Who's that? Take a guess. I, I, it know. would not be The Rock. I was going to say Brad Dourif. <laughs> Brad, oh. Brad Dourif is Charles Manson. That would be great. That would be like... You know what? Why, 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 why don't they do a movie like Charles Manson like older and then him in prison and get Brad Dourif to play? That's what they should do. That's Because well, that, he could definitely nail Brad, that. call us. <laughs> Brad, yeah. Brad, Brad we'll, give we'll us a call. set up a, a later in life Charles Manson movie yeah. where you pretty much just sit in a cell and just... That's what I want to see. It's an hour and a half of Brad Dourif doing improv by himself in a cell as Charles Manson. That's Exorcist 3. <laughs> and you didn't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, that's because it was confusing, but at this point, it would just be him. He's yeah. not swapping between characters. But, okay. Yeah, Fair enough. It is just him. He's just doing improv. Okay. Even if he's just telling shitty jokes, it's yeah. just Brad Dourif giving I, it. I, yeah. Because you know we'll what? We'll borrow you for an afternoon, Brad. <laughs> Anytime Brad Dourif is in a movie, even if it's a fucking horrible movie, he will always give his A game about oh, it. God, that, uh, what was it? <laughs> the Spontaneous Combustion movie. Oh, we yeah, so we have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know that, if you want to Google it, yes, or YouTube it, it is a movie where Charles, uh, Charles Manson, <laughs> where Brad Dourif 
is the son of two people who worked on an experiment that spontaneously combusted. So if you don't know what that means, he, they pretty much just caught fire randomly. Yeah. And he's able to set other people on fire. Just by getting mad. Just by getting mad. Yeah, whether he wants to or not. And the best time Charles, uh, the best time Brad Dourif acts is when he is going completely ap- yeah. <laughs> absolutely ape shit yeah. on anybody. Yeah. He, he looks pretty great in that one. But, so yes, we'll have but. to... I appreciate you having me on again, yeah, man. Thanks it was a fun. For being on again. Maybe yeah. we can get maybe we can do another one. We'll be another two consecutives. Because yet again, since this is the fifth episode of this kind of ten series, since this is episode thirty-five. So or not episode thirty-five, fuck I can't count. Episode twenty-five. We will be doing as we have stated multiple times over, but I'm trying to build up to it since Luke is not happy about this at all, and neither am I, because I know the subject, we both know the subject matter of what we're going to get into, hey. but we don't know anything about this film. A Siberian film? Uh, yes. Hey, well, it can't be any bit worse than The Secret Life of the Johnsons. Uh, right? Oh, God. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it can. I'm, I'm, I mean, it it can be. It definitely but, can. Yeah, people should definitely YouTube that, though, right? Yeah. Um, also, YouTube the Serbian film, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, since yet again, I can't plan ahead of things, it will be my 30th episode, which will, of course, be my um, Evil Dead episode, because I always do one at 10s, and since yet again, like I said, yeah. I can't plan ahead, that'd be the 15th episode since our Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> which will be Serbian film. So, we're going to have... One extremely gory film, and then one extremely horrible psychological film that's going to uh, yeah. probably make us cry. Cause... I'm looking forward to watching the unrated Salem? version of... No. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the unrated version of uh, Evil Dead. Because, yeah, I've, I really want to revisit it, especially since I loved um, Don't Breathe a lot. Are we talking about Salem? Are we talking about... We're not fucking talking about Salem. <laughs> Why don't you want to watch Salem? Uh, Shitty things happen when I watch Salo. <laughs> um, Anyone who's seen Salo gets my dumb joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening. That'll be another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'll see you, or we'll both see you next weekend. <laughs> we'll see. Turns. Yeah. See you guys then. Bye.